You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. As for Ed Sheeran, I'm convinced he's a Ghanaian. Welcome to Ultimate Health. And many thanks to those who patronize the... Uh, Old school pop chain at the Gold Coast. What a blast, huh? Oh yeah, in Afienya. Oh yeah, in Gold Coast. But anyway, we've had a whole month of uh, breast cancer awareness, education. We've gone through the different uh, management options, intervention options. I'm joined uh, virtually by Dr. Anita Osofrie resident oncologist with the International Maritime Hospital. We're going to do a wrap-up. Eh? What did you learn during the whole month? Are we making any impact? Did you report for screening? What was your experience? WhatsApp is 55 We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living. So we're going to do a wrap-up. Eh? Remember the emphasis. We hit on it. Early detection. Screening. Critical, non-negotiable. Let me say good afternoon to Dr. Anita Owusu Efriye. Doc, good afternoon. Hello, Doc. Okay, looks like I've... Let me see if Abeku can uh, reconnect. We're doing a wrap-up on our Breast Cancer Month, Pink October. We're in November now. And uh, you can share with us what's up, huh? What did you learn? What can you remember? Any new insights when it comes to breast cancer, risk factors? How to lower your risk? How to screen? 
and then the different outcomes of screening and then the steps that follow and the different types of intervention etc you can share with us 055 11 11 997 ultimate health on joy 99.7 fm we'll have uh, dr anita a free she's a resident oncologist to take us through the uh, basics the fundamentals yeah trying to reconnect with her now but you can fire off your whatsapp messages so doc anita you're welcome if you can unmute hello okay looks like i've lost her again just Let me swing back to my WhatsApp and see if she's not on yet. Let me see what's in, in my box. Did you go and screen? Did you take advantage of the free screening available at uh, various facilities? How did it go? Did you confront your fears? Did you get more education? Okay, on WhatsApp, uh, this one says, uh, let me just see what I have on WhatsApp. Let's see how we sort out this technical challenge. Get our doctor, our oncologist back online. So I want to know for you, from you, my listeners, did you screen at all? Did you, did you, you know, did you follow up on all the education, the awareness? Or was it stubborn academy as usual? doing a wrap-up on our Pink October month. What did you learn? What did you remember? What action? And more importantly, what action did you take? If you want to call us, 030 Let's see what your feedback is. Especially, particularly, if you went forward for screening. Like, seriously? Dr. Anita Uswefriye on the phone lines. Doc, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Right. Uh, you're, you're battling with the, the, the connection, yeah. eh? Sorry. Uh, right. How, how are you doing? I'm good, though, yourself. Ah, we're well. We're fine. Uh, we've done a, a concentrated, intensive month of breast cancer uh, awareness, education, and so on and so forth. I wanted to find out from you, from the facility end, from uh, a specialist provider perspective, how has the month of October, the pink month, been for you at IMA? Okay, so um, IMA has been good. The attendance has been great for the month of October to the extent that we had to open the pink October and extend it to the first week in November. So we ended it officially yesterday. Wow, so, so the attendance has been great so far. We had a good response. When you say yeah. attendance has been great, one of my uh, key indicators, uh, what kind of, uh, just roughly, I know you're now um, preparing and uh, cleaning your data for the month, but what yeah. kind of uh, numbers, what's the profile age-wise of typically, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's typically or primarily women. What, what can you say about the people you were seeing? Okay, so... Um, we were getting over, I think I was talking to the gentleman in the data. Yes. Uh, what thing? Uh, last year we got about 1,000 over, and it looks like it's still more this year. Yeah. You're breaking a bit, but last year you had about 1,000 and over women responding in the month of October. And this okay. year it's a bit more than that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And what, what, can you give us a profile, maybe a rough profile? Are you seeing younger women? Are you seeing typically the same age ranges and so on? For the profile, um, it will be a, a bit difficult because the data hasn't been put together. But for personal, most of the people I was seeing um, coming back to their monogram reports were mostly people 40 and over. Right. 40 and over. Okay. And these are people who had gone through screening and had done the mammogram as, mammogram as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this any different, uh, just from your experience and perspective again, from what you'd seen in previous years? Okay. So, usually, um, it gets to the point, people have something with the mammogram, then you ask them to follow up with a doctor, but sometimes some don't report immediately. But I think for what I observed, most of them were able to wait, wait for a doctor to go through the report with them and necessarily follow up with the Okay. Right. Folks, if you've just joined us uh, 60 minutes past year of two, the program is Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. We're doing a, a wrap-up of our pink October month. We did an intensive, uh, concentrated month of breast can, uh, cancer awareness and education uh, in strong partnership with the International Maritime Hospital. I have Dr. Anita Ousufri. She's a resident oncologist with the IMA Hospital. We're just looking at the response and i want from you my listeners share with me on whatsapp 055 or when you call us uh when i activate the phone lines did you actually take advantage of the free screening and other things and packages offered by various medical facilities did you get yourself checked what was your experience 
Did you manage to confront some of your fears, dispel some of the myths? And what's been your experience? You can share with us on WhatsApp, 055 And when you do call us, we're live on Facebook and YouTube as well. I'm going through some of the basics with Dr. Oswefrie. So, Doc, we had uh, women uh, responding, at least with specific regard to AIMA, and many of them followed up. Typically, uh, women tend to default or not adhere or comply when there's uh, something found in their screening and they're asked to do further investigations. You, you're suggesting that this year there was perhaps some slight improvement on follow-up. Per observation, what happens is they'll be given a program that will just after Okay. It looks like it looks like we're losing you, Doc. So I'm going to ask Abiyeku to reconnect. Uh, listeners, uh, we're trying to get feedback uh, um, and connect with reconnect with Doctor Oswefrey. We're getting some indication that the numbers uh, of uh, women responding to our intensive uh, breast cancer education and awareness uh, are quite positive and positive uh, or probably higher than what we saw last year and we're going through some of the basics and i want you to share with me by whatsapp or on the phone lines uh if you were able to take advantage of the various packages and uh, products available across the country at different health facilities yes doc are you back yes please okay so i was talking about default and then you were responding yeah so i was saying that most of the times, after the scan and the mammogram, what happens is you see them coming back later, showing up with the report that, oh, I came for screening, that was the mammogram, I just wanted to look at it. By this time around, people were really stupid. Can you wait for the doctor to go through the report with you? And they are willing to wait. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So we, we got a kind of a good response and we'll be looking forward to the actual cleaned uh, up data. Uh, Oye Nafienya says, uh, it was what nice to meet you in person. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Yeah, Ufenya, uh, I said Ufenya. <laughs> Oye, hey, you were jamming yesterday all in the uh, uh, interest of uh, breast cancer and uh, raising funds, right? That was great. Great to see you. I would love to know if you did screen as well uh, in response to our education. So, Doc, coming back... Um, we learned a lot of stuff over the months. We engaged with each of you, radio, uh, radiologists, radiotherapists, uh, sur surgeon, and then, of course, you, the oncologist. But we did do a bit of stuff on risk factors, and you educated us on those that were modifiable and those that were not modifiable. Can we just quickly go over that for breast cancer, risk factors? Okay, all right. So, um, just a quick one. <clears throat> I spoke about the fact that some of the risk factors, as you mentioned, are not modifiable. You can't do anything about them uh, by default. You have it. Then we have those that you can do something about. So those ones are the modifiable risk factors. So when we talk about the non-modifiable, we have our age. So first, you have an advanced age. You are growing. You can't do anything about it. Um, so far as you are also a woman. So, you know, breast cancer happens in both women, women, but it's more common in women. 
right. so so far as we are a woman we also have the not whatsoever then we have Ellie Menaki so Menaki like your first menstruation so if you are menstruating less than three years or if your menopause is up to five years then that's a risk and not much forward reason being that yeah. the breast cells are constantly exposed to the hormone called estrogen. Then we have those that have the genetic which unfortunately in Ghana, only few places run those tests. So we have those tests, BRCA1 and BRCA2 genetic mutation. Okay. So that one also puts you at risk. Right. Then with the modifiable ones, we have increased alcohol intake. We have a um, history of combined oral contraceptives. So people who mostly are always in oral contraceptives, combined oral contraceptives, the breast cells are constantly exposed to estrogen. Then we have nulliparous women, women who have never given birth before, and those who... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Also give birth after a late, greater than five years. Okay. All those things also put you at the reason being that the hormone estrogen, the vessels are constantly exposed to the hormone estrogen. Then you have those that uh, they've never breastfed their children. So ideally, to be three for a year over, it gives protection as well. So those who don't breastfeed their children also put you at risk. Yes. Okay. So these are the common ones. Right. So um, if you haven't given birth, you give birth late. That's one. If you start your your menses early, that you have an early menarche, your first period, uh, that's another marker. If you have your uh, 
menopause late, that's another marker, alcohol use, weight or obesity, and many other uh, modifiable risk factors, your age, your genetic uh, makeup, and so on and so forth, are not modifiable. The fact that you're a woman, even though it does occur in men, very rare, but it does occur in men. So the fact that you're a woman also uh, heightens your risk. Um, Doc, can we quickly uh, talk about some quick signs and symptoms, and then we'll go into a bit more detail. Right. So usually, as we went through in October, most of the people were having lumps, which they did So you feel a lump in your breast. Others who have the skin changes. So we have the dumpling of the skin, looking like that of an orange, which we most call the podoran. Then others who will come with some reddening around the nipple or flaking skin around the nipple. Some too come with nipple retraction. So their nipples are mostly sticking out. Then suddenly they see that the nipple is pulling it. It's not normal. Uh, we have people who are born with dented So if you have that, please don't conclude I said you have signs of breast cancer. No. Okay. Uh, those who have that, when you suddenly also see your breast also stick, the nipples sticking out, then that's like the opposite of what you had. So good. So you just have to get a check. Yeah. Then we have people that have come with discharge from the nipple. Commonly, it's bloody discharge, but we have others with other kinds of discharge, cream discharge, milky discharge, it doesn't mean you have breast cancer, no. The fact you're having an abnormal nipple discharge, you are not a breastfeeding mother, please come and get Then some also get ulceration. Ulceration is like a sore, any part of the breast. When you see it of that, kindly get to the hospital for it to be Okay, right. Uh, 26 minutes past the hour of two on Joy 99.7 FM. The program is Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living with me, Norte by Nature. I'm speaking with uh, resident oncologist at the International Maritime Hospital, Dr. Anita Oswifriye. We're doing a wrap-up on our pink October month. We want to recall, refresh... Uh, all the things you learned, all the things you uh, became aware of, new insights, uh, things that you didn't understand. We engaged the radiologist, we engaged the radio clinical radiotherapist, we engaged the surgeon, and we engaged Dr. Anita uh, Oswefri uh, Frie herself, the oncologist. It's, it's a multidisciplinary team that will handle you. We also spoke with the pharmacist about the medications that are used to treat and manage breast cancer. If you have any questions, concerns, experiences whatsapp is 055 11 we're live on facebook and youtube and we'll shortly activate the phone lines uh, this one is from maoli in oda or maoli oda uh, it says i'd like to know if breast size breast size is a risk factor for breast cancer good afternoon doc any 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 response to that breast size no no so whether you have small breasts you have big breasts is not no funny enough you have patients that come in that they noticed their breast size was becoming big. But because they've always had mad big breasts, they ignore it. And later we investigate and find out that there was actually something going on. 
So breast size is not a factor, please. Just that if at any point you have a small breast, you notice that the breast is becoming big. Please report to the hospital. I always say that we have one breast bigger than one for women. So make sure you know your body. You stand in a mirror, you know that okay, this breast is bigger than my right breast. So if I say one, you notice your right breast becoming bigger, then you should be worried. Okay. Right. So breast size is not an indicator, though uh, she mentions that some women uh, notice a change uh, in the size of their breasts and uh, because they are looking for larger uh, breasts, um, they, they, they may ignore it. Right. But that in itself yeah. or independently is not uh, an indicator when it comes to breast cancer. Okay, you can send your questions 055-1111-997. That's WhatsApp. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. The program is Ultimate Health. We're doing a wrap-up on our pink October month with resident oncologist Dr. Anita Oswefriye. She's at the International Maritime Hospital. We're also keenly interested in whether you proceeded, you heeded, you complied and had yourself screened. And if anything was found, whether you followed and complied with the requested or indicated follow-up investigations. You can share with us kindly on WhatsApp, 055 or when we activate the phone lines, you can join us with that. So, Doc, um, let me uh, ask this. Uh, what about women who, you know, c- came for screening? Mm-hmm. Um, if nothing was wrong or nothing indicative was found, what is the communication they should have received? All right. So if you come with your ultrasound report or the mammogram report and there's actually nothing, there are benign changes or there are not. So benign means non-cancerous issues in the brain. So we give you a year follow-up. But if there was something, then it's recommendation. So sometimes you will need six months follow up. Other times, a, bio, a biopsy has to be taken immediately. Okay. Right. So you'll be given some recommendations as to the frequency and the yes. intervals of, of your follow up screening. Exactly. Right. Something may yes. have been found, but it may have been determined to be non cancerous. Exactly. And this should be given in clear, uh, unambiguous communication to the patient, to the woman or uh, the man, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So is this something you receive after some time or would you receive that on site at screening? All right. So what happens is we examine, the, we do the clinical breast exam. We let you do the ultrasound if it's below 40 years, about 40, we do the mammogram. Then you come back to the screening room with a report. So we look at it. If they are non-cancerous, as I said, then we educate you on the yearly follow-up. But sometimes they call something which they are not sure. So you need a first-month follow-up. We tell you that to immediately. We don't let you go. Because, you know, the anxiety alone, patients have come down, down reported, then you tell a person to come back later. I mean, so we do that immediately. We tell you how you should follow up, whether 
yearly photograph for this photograph. Okay. That's what I was saying that this year the response has been good. People we tell them to wait to see the doctor about their reports and they sat down and waited. At that time if someone just leaving then they'll come showing up report. Okay. Yeah. Right, Doc, one of the things I want to uh hit on or uh get more clarity on. You said after screening, there is a report that is provided. Yes, please. Is it possible that somebody can come for screening at a facility, not necessarily IMA, but receive no report or receive only a verbal feedback? When you say report, is it something that is printed out that you get a copy of? Uh, can you just clarify that? All right. So usually the report is something that has been Racing out details by the radiologist. So the mammogram, I said, you know, we have lots of things we look out for, and all that will be written by the radiologist. Okay. We have this classification called the Barrett classification. Right. So the radiologist will write, okay, it's Barrett 1, Barrett 2, Barrett 3, like that, up to 6. So these things cannot be interpreted by the patient unless maybe the patient is existing. So we take it as plain to the patient. So there's actually a detailed report which we even recommend you, the patient, you pick well. So that if at this point in time you find yourself anywhere, and I mean, you are telling a clinician that, oh, I did a program six months ago, I was asked to do a follow up after six months, that report is there. Or okay. the first day, right? Or a so, Doc, can you speak to these situations where maybe churches, organization, employers organize screening exercises, and uh, people go through? Uh, they they claim they get a verbal feedback, and they're quite happy, and they go away, you know, uh, satisfied. You're suggesting that any meaningful screening should give something of a substantive formal report and the follow-up steps required? All right. So most of the screening in churches at the marketplaces, we do the clinical breast exam only. Okay. Right. But if anything is picked up, we recommend you go and a mammogram a nearby facility or a scan a nearby facility. Just that you know Unfortunately, there's no active follow-up. Although you tell the person, the person will choose whether good or not. So you have a challenge with those places. So you hear someone telling you that I did screen last week and they told me everything was fine. Right. Mostly you probe further and you realize that the person was even asked to do a follow-up or mammogram and okay. the person didn't do it. So we don't just rely on the verbal one. Just often because it's outside in the market to the church. There's click there's cut and mammogram done, but we always like to go to a hospital for it to be done. Especially if we pick that something that we are not sure. Okay. 
Right, great stuff. 35 minutes past the hour of two on Joy 99.7 FM. Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living. We're doing a wrap-up, a mop-up of the uh, uh, Pink October intensive, aggressive, concentrated education we did on breast cancer. Uh, we want you, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, we want you to share with us your experiences. Did you go for screening? Did you follow up? Uh, what was your experience? Any questions you have? Uh, still outstanding. We want to be able to address them and answer them with the kind courtesy and uh, input of Dr. Anita Efriye of the International Maritime Hospital. Uh, this one says, good afternoon, Norte. Please, is it true that exposure to the mammogram leads to or can cause breast cancer? This is Senam in Lashibi. Doc, hang on to that. Let me re read a couple more. I did see Dede typing. Good. Uh, she says, the mammogram is kind of painful. Therefore, most women kind of shy away. Is there a better way of making it less painful or more comfortable? This is uh, Dede in Maryland. Dede, you're welcome. Thanks for bearing with our technical challenges. So, Doc, the first one is uh, a concern that the mammogram itself may uh, cause breast cancer. This is from Senam. And then uh, Dede in Maryland shares and asks, is there any better uh, imaging technique than the mammogram, which is uh, less painful or, should I say, more comfortable? All right. So, the mammogram is a great graduation, but that's a limit. You know, there's little exposure. It's not an exposure that is going to put you at risk of co uh, causing cancer. No. Okay. We have very high doses of radiation that are there. At that sense, that gives a lot of radiation. But mammogram is not. So the mammogram is safe. The mammogram no. cannot cause breast cancer. Is that what you're no. saying? Right. No. Okay. And then, did then yeah, go ahead. The second question. So I think in my discussion with George during the 10th October, That's I right. kept pressing on the fact that the mammogram should be done ideally seven days after menstrual. Because around that time, the breast is less painful, less lumpy, and we get to examine it. So I would also increase the day to check the time she does the mammogram. Okay. Exactly. Look at for the appropriate time. Because if around the menstrual period or before your menstrual, you go through something. Right. So the timing of the mammogram should be at least uh, seven days or more after. That's, that's ideal. Ideal. Yes. Okay. Is there any reason why uh, a facility or, uh, should I say, uh, a radiologist or anybody else would uh, conduct a mammogram on a woman who doesn't meet these criteria? So, unless, you know, there are people that come in. Um, they tell you they're having a bloody discharge, you know, and looking at the time of their cycle, seven days will be like maybe two weeks away. Okay. You expect that a woman to go and sleep over it for two weeks. So instances like that will suggest you that we go ahead with a mammogram, which most patients are actually okay with. They just to count their. Okay. 
Right. Uh, phone lines active now 030-221-6541. 030-221-6541. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. We're trying to do a wrap-up on our pink October breast cancer awareness. Remember, I kept on uh, emphasizing every year, annually, 4,000 plus Ghanaian women are diagnosed with breast cancer. Sadly, every year, again, annually, we lose about half of those women, right? We're emphasizing early detection so that the condition is picked up, if it's there at all, in its earliest stages where it's more manageable and more, should I say, amenable to effective treatment modalities, which we've discussed on this program. If you have any questions, concerns about any of the treatment modalities, we'll take them on today and uh, deal with your experiences as well when you went for screening. I see some of you typing uh, seriously there. Phone line is active now, 030-221-6541, Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. We're doing a breast cancer wrap-up. Right. So, Doc, uh, that tells us what happens if there's nothing wrong. You'll be giving some recommendations for follow-up and uh, an indication of the intervals at which you should be screened. Now, exactly. if, if something positive is found, how is this communicated and what are the kinds of uh, follow-up steps that a woman should expect? All right. So, I thought about the communication the mom. So, if you are getting something like Barad 4, it's highly suspicious of malignancy. Malignancy is a cancer. So, what we do is we tell you about what was found from the report and the need for the bio. It's not all the time that it will come out as cancer. Okay. But immediately, that suggestion is made by the radiologist. It's important we we do a follow up as soon as possible. And the feedback has been good so far. Looking at things October, anybody that we saw in the they went ahead with biopsy. Okay. So um, just going back again for the benefit of our listeners, uh, again, let me say phone lines are active, 030-221-6541. You can call and speak to Dr. Anita Usufriye, oncologist with the uh, IMA Hospital. Uh, going back to the report that I asked about, you should, if the follow-ups are done, you should get a formal report. So um, at that stage of that report we discussed a few minutes earlier, uh, a biopsy may not have been done. Is that right? So, based on the virus classification you get, if you are getting virus 2, if you are virus 3, you would come for another screening with the month. But virus 2, virus 1, mostly that means dancing on will be 9. So, Doc, on behalf, on behalf of my listeners again, uh, you mentioned this classification. Can you just explain what it means? Um, at that, when, if you have any of these uh, levels or degrees, uh, what does it mean? And what is the Barrett uh, 1, 2, 3 that you're mentioning? All right. So, anybody that comes for a mammogram, there are some things we are looking out for. So, the radiologist will write a formal report looking at what they saw. So, if it means the, the imaging wasn't complete. So, most of the time, they will let you blow up with an ultrasound. Okay. Then, if it's viral, you 
indicated that is what bad zero. One. You started with zero, or yes, zero means the image wasn't complete. Okay. So you need something to follow up with, it, just to conclude on whatever is going. So mostly, we we'll do a follow up ultrasound after you've done program, just to get whatever is going. Okay. So then if it's higher than the zero, if you get into the ranges of one and two, then... Mm -hmm. uh, so with one, it's negative. They didn't see anything at all. Then with two, they were benign, benign non-cancerous findings. Okay. So that one, two, we let you come for your annual work. Then three is probably benign. So we are not sure. So okay. that's when we tell you to come for another screening six months. Okay. Right. So then four. Okay. So four is highly suspicious of malignant. So most of the time, when I get four, a biopsy has to be done. Okay. Now, let me uh, ask you, though you've clarified, I understand. Let's just make sure. So for my listeners, these uh, classifications you're mentioning, zero, one, two, three, four, uh, indicating whether whatever was found is uh, cancerous or not. Am I right? Exactly. Okay. So they are not indicating stages of cancer? No, please. Right. Okay. So you're getting this feedback after a mammogram that may be indicative and the degree of uh, indication will suggest what follow-up is needed and whether you need to do an ultrasound and so on and so forth. Exactly. Okay, so these numbers you are mentioning at this stage are not in direct reference to a diagnosis of cancer? No. no. Okay. All right, listeners, uh, I'm doing the prosecution of the witness, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Anita Uswafriya. We're trying to make sure that we've left no stone unturned. Of course, education and service provision continues after October, but we want to make sure we, we've done a tidy up with you. So the phone line is active 030-221-6541. WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. Uh, Mila Shibi wants to know how often you should have a mammogram. Uh, I guess he's listening to these uh, classifications and asking that as a follow-up. If there's nothing, if you are clear, how often, Doc, should you have a mammogram? So if we lost you briefly there, Doc. If what? If you are clear. Yeah. We recommend yearly. Yearly mammogram. Yes, please. Okay. Right. Is that uh, a, a universal recommendation? Uh, does, so, age, does age come in here? All right. So, usually, they recommend that you go through it yearly, but Okay, right. So yearly or annual mammograms are recommended uh, past the age of 50. Uh, you may have that spaced out a bit 
on condition that your previous mammograms were clear. Doc is uh, emphasizing that uh, some people miss their mammogram and then when they come back to compliance, when they actually go and do one, uh, something may be found. So the annual recommendation should answer you, uh, Senam in Lashibi. Dede in Maryland asks, what about women who have gone past their menstruation gimmicks? They are menopausal. Uh, this is re reference to the painful uh, mammogram and your indication that it should be a week or so after uh, your period. Therefore, what is the best time for menopausal women to do their mammogram? That's from Dede. Okay. Uh, so, usually, you know, because the breast is pressed against um, plates as the image. Okay. There's a little discomfort. I shouldn't be too much painful. Yes. So if they should be worried about the pain, usually people do MRI, but MRI is expensive. And the fact that they're even confined to something that people are claustrophobic, they don't like us. Okay. Anyway. Right. So MRI is there, but most of the time we are looking at the cost and the, you know, the claustrophobic part. So MRI too, Right. Great stuff. Uh, 48 minutes past year of uh, two. We're running out of time. Doc, for those who have a conclusive diagnosis and have commenced treatments, are there any key things? For example, okay, I have received a conclusive diagnosis. What should I be asking my doctor? Are there key things that you would recommend a woman who has had a conclusive diagnosis? Of course, some uh, education would have been given alongside the confirmed, uh, confirmed diagnosis. But what questions should I be asking my uh, doctor or my team? So when you have a conclusive diagnosis, like you concluded a certain cancer. Right. Or doesn't have cancer, is that it? Yes, I'm dealing with those who have the cancer. Or, All right. Yes, right. So usually... Immediately that confirmation happens, the next step will start your management with you. Okay. So with the management, it's, as I said, multidisciplinary. So the surgeon is involved, the oncologist is involved, the pharmacist is involved. We have the psychologist, the dietitian. So we let you, based on the of it, if you have the surgeon, we discuss that if the oncologist has to give you some medication, the chemotherapy, just to reduce the size of it okay. before you go to the surgery. We discuss that with you as well. But anytime we see that you are not handling it well, we involve the psychologist before we go ahead with everything. Right. Doc, am I, am I allowed to request, let's say, a second opinion? Okay, you've come about, you've done your business, you've got a diagnosis. Uh, as a patient, as the woman who's been so diagnosed, uh, is it okay to opt for a second opinion? Yes, please. We have friends who come to our facility later. They want to say, we are allowed that. You are allowed that. Even if you want time for yourself to decide when you want to start a treatment, we okay. allow patients to go through. Okay. So second opinion is allowed. Right. Okay. And um, if I'm preparing myself for any of the treatment modalities, are there anything I need to do? 
uh, as I uh, prepare to commence treatment? So usually, if we are going with surgery, the surgeon starts with you based on the patient. Whether you prefer breast conservation surgery to done, or you benefit from mastectomy, that removal of the total removal of breast. Okay. So the surgeon start discussing. But in case you have to get chemotherapy before, for that one, have some investigations to do. So we check your kidneys, we check your liver, we check your blood flow and other parameters in your blood. Then we also even do a chest test and an abdominal scan. Just okay. make sure the cancer hasn't gone to add organs like your liver or your lungs. Then, if everything seems to be clear, then we start. Based on the type of the people we are giving you, some of them will have to even take the tape in your heart before right. we go ahead and start chemotherapy. Okay. Right. So, I will be uh, giving information about all these different modalities and uh, the requirements, especially on my part as a patient. Exactly. Right. Now, when it comes to the cost of these treatments, right, we've talked about the treatments and how they work or what they are supposed to do. You've told us that sometimes we're doing chemo with the strict objective to reduce the size of the uh, the growth or the tumor, et cetera, et cetera. All these are explained. But when it comes to payment for treatment, um, how is this handled? Uh, are you just giving a, in quotes, let me just use the word invoice, and you're supposed to cough up, uh, cough up the uh, money and then we start. How is it done? Is there any flexibility in there? All right. So, some of the kids are covered by health insurance. Okay. So, those that are covered, as part of your treatment, we let you, those that are not, we let you know the cost. So, mostly, they come for the, every three. So, we let you know the first session. Mm-hmm. Every side comes um, the amount in then you plan. So as I mean you know that okay, I have to pay this for this person. Okay. Some patients would prefer a total of everything just to have a fair idea right. the amount you are going to spend if you are going to have a four cycle okay. or six chemo. But mostly I tell patients just break it down. Know that okay, when you are coming to bring this money. Right. It makes it easier. Break it down. It. It's less frightening, less daunting, and exactly. less distressing. Exactly. Than to write the whole thing for you. That's when the most patients are alive. Okay. Yes. Right. Good afternoon, Norte. Please, can I just walk into a facility and request for a scan, mammogram, etc.? Or do I need a referral or a doctor's request? This is from Matthew in Osu. All right. So for Ima like this you can walk to the radiology department then tell them you want to do a mammogram or a scan so based on your case if they are 40 and above even if you come and you say you want to do a scan they know that 40 years and above you are supposed to do a mammogram so they will correct you that ideally you're supposed to do a mammogram okay. and they do it for you if it's a scan below 40 they will do it for you. Okay. so i don't think you will have to Get a prescription. Yeah. Okay. So you can you can walk in 
and yes. make the request. Okay. Now, if I don't have all the money, will you, the clinicians uh, managing my, my, my cancer, will you start? Or would you want me to have a certain uh, threshold amount of money? Okay. It's been diagnosed. This is the treatment plan. It's been discussed. But uh, I have a little. Would it commence? So it depends. You know, people have therapy without exact cost involved, and the number of times they become it. So most of the patients, from what I've seen, they make a deposit, maybe half of the money. Okay. Then as they are coming daily, they start preparing to pay the other, the remaining. So it's not like you have to get everything. For chemo like this, for the session you are coming for, you have to pay for it. But it doesn't mean you have to pay for the entire set before okay. you get to no. But most of the time, I tell patients that to avoid any break in your treatment, as we've told you the amount, try and prepare so that it won't, be, won't get to a point that today you have to come for chemo then you don't have them. Okay. Some weeks, weeks later, they show up that they didn't have them. They've now got them. Right. Okay. So we don't want your treatment to break. Uh, we want so, to have okay. a, a continuous uh, flow of treatments in order to achieve the treatment plan goals. That's right. Yep. Okay, so um, I was going to ask, you mentioned psychologists uh, coming into the picture. Obviously, they are managing the psychological response to all of this uh, enormity of a diagnosis. Um, do you um, have any bridges with support and care groups? Um, I'm, I'm undergoing therapy. Uh, I'm not aware of any support group. Uh, this week, actually, we had intended to speak to survivors and the support uh, angle of this. We'll try and do that next week. But does the hospital itself facilitate and promote the bri uh, bridges between support groups and patients? All right. So there are some support groups around. Just that, you know, in Ghana, because of the stigma, most people don't want to out. I'm going to as compared to what we see in the western side, you know, people are mostly out there confident about their treatment. They survive breast cancer treatment. It's not like that here. Okay. So the support groups are actually seen. Sometimes we try to engage them, but you know, you find that the patient is not even willing to be involved. Right. So that's the challenge you mostly get here. Okay. Unless they know the support group is going to actively pay for their treatment. Okay. They are more biased, biased towards financial support. Exactly. Right. But the emotional and other forms of no. support, right. Because of the stigma, most people don't want to get okay. to that. Right. Linda wants to know, um, how much do mammograms typically cost? So mostly it's around 400 to 500. You know, because of the pink October, a lot of facilities use their own. IMA was even giving 40% discount. So people were paying about 200 and something. But she should budget around 450, 4, maybe 500 maximum. 
Right. 500 maximum for a mammogram. Okay. This is from Dede in Maryland again. Is it true or is it a myth that if one's dad had prostate cancer, there's the likelihood that his daughters may have breast cancer? This is from Dede. All right. So I spoke about BRCA gene mutation, if you remember, the right. non modifiable okay. risk factors. Yes. So there are some cancers that are also related to BRCA gene mutation. Okay. We have breast cancer, we have ovarian cancer, we have prostate cancer, we have colon. So if there's someone in the family that has had ovarian cancer, or prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. It could be the person has a mutation right. and we don't know. So that's why it puts you, the female, at risk right. of the breast cancer okay. or ovarian cancer. Right. So that, is so that is related to the specific genes involved? Yes. Okay. And if you have them, then there could be that, that relationship or that linkage or correlation. Yes. Okay. Right. Great stuff. Doc, we've, we, we've run out of time. You've been most helpful. I want to cautiously assume that we've cleaned the slate and done, uh, should I say, the best education we could have done uh, for the month of October, but we will not hesitate to, to, to uh, pull you out of your Sunday slumber. <laughs> so to speak, uh, uh, with the permission of your husband and your, your facility, of course. We're most, most grateful for this education. And we'll look forward to sharing some snippets of the uh, data that seems to indicate a positive response